Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor Dag Heward Mills. According to scripture, he that wins souls is wise, and in our teaching this Thursday, Bishop Dag will enlighten you on how you can become a wiser person through the art of soul winning. Today you will discover why wisdom is the principal thing that every believer must strive to acquire and how you can achieve wisdom by being somebody who evangelizes to the lost. You will also learn from today's teaching the importance of loving wisdom and why you must be found as a person who is not bored by wisdom but rather seeks it all the days of their life. Be blessed by the word. Help me stand 
Jesus, we are thanking you for this opportunity to receive your word about winning souls. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Are you excited tonight? Amen. All right. Um, tonight, how many reasons have I given you why we must be soul winners? Four. All right. Number, the next reason why we must be soul winners is because it is wise to be a soul winner. I gave you that last time. Is that not so? And today's reason is exactly the same reason again. It's because you must be wise. Proverbs 11 verse 30. 
13. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Amen. And he that winneth souls is wise. Amen. All right. Now, wisdom is a complicated thing to understand. Amen. Are you listening? And um, so one of the ways you can understand wisdom or that you may want to understand wisdom is to find out like different things about wisdom. Do you understand? Like for instance, if somebody asks you what is America like? What does it mean to be in America, you may find it difficult to explain everything. So you would say, in America there is tall buildings. In America there's big roads. In America the water always runs. In America the electricity is always on. In America, the walls do not have how uh, the houses do not have walls. In America, the um, you can get a bus to go somewhere. In America, they vote a corporal cannot overturn the government. You know, and then after giving so many things, you sort of have a picture, but even then, it's still not so clear. Because you realize that it's, it's a bit more complicated than you would want to say it's, it's like this. So that's how wisdom is. It's like so many things together make a person a wise person. Now, for instance, if you look at the people that have led Ghana and most of the African continent all these years, We've had our own independence for 55 odd years. And um, you wouldn't say that any of them is unwise. You wouldn't say the people who are elected don't have wisdom. Because they, they must have some wisdom. Many of them went to school. We just have had occasionally a president or two who didn't do much education-wise. But we've had mostly very highly educated people. Now, the, even going to school in itself is a sign of wisdom. Just that you go. And then the ability to finish the school is also wisdom of some sort. Do you understand? But, and then also these, many of these people that have led us have actually been lived abroad. They've lived there. Do you see? But the ability to translate what they saw there and what they experienced over there to what we are into our situation here, there seemed to be a problem in the conversion. Do you understand what I'm saying? There seems to be some big 
gulf fixed. That when the wisdom that has all been acquired, when they land at Kotoka Airport, it seems that all that specially acquired wisdom does not seem to connect to the situation that we are experiencing here. Alright? So, it looks like wisdom has so many different facets because they are not fools. I say, say, to go to school is wisdom, just that you go. And to finish, as I know lots of people who didn't finish. People have started masters, they didn't finish. PhDs, they didn't finish. Degrees, they didn't finish. Exams, they didn't write. They never had the degrees. So, I'm just saying that there's a lot of wisdom there. But it seems like it's far more complicated. You say there are tall buildings. You know, there's more than there are tall buildings. There's short buildings too. And there's other things. You know, so you can't just describe it in one go. Amen. How many are Bible students? Lift your hand. How many are not Bible students? Okay. Great. So, here again, we are seeing that to win souls is wise. Amen. Amen. It's wisdom. So it's like it's a wise person or somebody with some particular characteristics who wins souls. Yeah. Even in the church, amongst us in the church, it's some type of people who win souls. Yeah. It's a type of person who wins souls. Amongst the Christians and in the Christian community, among the people who are called believers, is a type of person who wins souls. Not all Christians are soul winners. Not all pastors are soul winners. Not all ministers of the gospel are soul winners. Not all born-again Christians win souls. A type of born-again Christian wins souls. And that type is the wise kind of person. Amen. Amen. So, if you want to win souls, and you want to be a soul winner, you must understand even more what are the other characteristics of being a wise person. Amen. You can come in, you can come in, come in, come in. Amen. There's room at the cross. Hallelujah. So I believe that even though we are at a soul winning service, that's why I'm, I'm happy for those of you who are here because it's just meant for a few people. Amen. You are going to, you see, wisdom is, is, a, car, is a quality that if you have, it extends into many areas of your life. Once you, you can be wise, it will affect different things in your life. Do you see? And it is, again, that type of person who is a soul winner. 
And that soul winner, uh, he has some way of thinking, which is called wisdom. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It takes a way of thinking to be a soul winner as a pastor. And not, not, not so many people will be soul winners. All through the history of the church, many are not soul winners. People don't really care about souls. It's not, it's not a new thing. Many times people feel the church is falling. The church is not falling. The church has been like this for a long time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you listening? Yes. The church has been like this for a long time. It's not falling. How we are is how we've been. 50 years ago, the church was like this. And there are some lonely voices crying out about some of the important things for the Lord's work. And those people have a way of thinking. When I, when I get, take an example of somebody like Reinhard Bonnke, you know, you will see like Reinhard Bonnke has been preaching in Africa since he started his evangelistic campaigns. Right? A white man from Germany, with a lot of connections in America and in South Africa. And he's been concentrating on having crusades in Africa for more than 30 years. And yet you see that he's lonely. Because wise people are not so common. Are you understanding? Wise people are not so common. It takes a certain kind of mind to be wise when it comes to spiritual things. Because surprisingly, you think that wisdom is only applied in the natural, but it's applied in the spiritual. Because sooner or later, we're all going to be out of here and we'll be either in heaven or in hell. And in heaven, where there are real mansions, Real mansions, not the ones we have here. Every house that you live in, you just live there for a few years. <laughs> Every house you stay in, you stay there for a few years. In some years to come, where you are staying, somebody else will be there. You haven't thought about it. <laughs> where you are staying, in some years to come, somebody else will be there. It may be your own house, but somebody will be there. And there, over there in heaven, you will see the real house owners. Just as on earth, you see real house owners. They are different from people who just earn high salaries. Do you understand? So I'm just saying that it's a type of person who wins souls. And that type of person, the Bible says, is a wise person. Do you understand? So I want us all to decide to become wise. But wisdom, so tonight, as we are sharing, it applies on the left and on the right. It applies spiritually and naturally. Naturally, it affects you. Spiritually, 
it affects you. It makes you wise in, on earth, but it also makes you very wise for heaven where there are real things. That's where, you see, most people have built their house with verandas. But rarely will you see somebody sitting on that veranda. Because the veranda is an imagination that he will sit there and relax to enjoy the fresh air. But there are mosquitoes outside. Most people don't sit on their verandas. Is it true or not true? Yeah. People have imaginations and dreams and build mansions of their dreams of what they would like to what, so we will stay here, this one will be here, this one I'll do this here and all our imagination because by the time you even finish how many more years are left? <laughs> to enjoy it. But there is a place where the real wise people will be seen and that is in heaven amen so tonight i want us to look at what it means to be a wise person and we want to start with proverbs 8 verse 12 it says i wisdom dwell with prudence amen i wisdom i dwell with prudence your daughter is prudence Mm -hmm. now prudence means to be wise or to have discretion in practical matters amen practical things Okay? Everybody say practical. practical. Now, I wisdom. Everybody say, I wisdom. I dwell with prudence. Okay? I live in the house with Sister Prudence. Amen. Or the fantasies will say, say, Pru. Sister Prudence. Say, Pru. Okay, so I dwell in the house. We are all staying together. When you see wisdom, you see prudence. Or you see practical, a practical person. Okay. Now, a practical person in practical life is a gift to find. Yes. What a blessing it is to find a practical person in this natural world. If only our heads of state and our leaders were practical, there would be much more improvement of our lives. Take police. If you need a policeman today, Practically, can you get one? They will give you a number on television or a number 024 something 
which has changed and always changes. You cannot ring 999 or 111 or whatever to find any policeman. Neither is there a station, a police station, practical police station with no, I'm just going to give you a few examples. <laughs> I just want you to listen. <laughs> like, for this, from here to here, there's a policeman. Now, if we were practical, we would build a kiosk. You see, a lot of poor people in Ghana have been able to practically build kiosks. And they stay in it. And we'd have built kiosks, two kiosks, and painted it police station. This is the police station. Yeah, and this is the number on it. That all of us practically can call a policeman if we need help. But if you tell them, they will laugh at you. They say, get away. Disappointed European, go to your country. In your country, do you have police station in a kiosk? That's what they'll say. But if a white man was ruling Ghana, that's what they would do. Then they will not buy brand new cars because us in our practical life, we don't buy brand new cars. We buy home second-hand cars. All the police who, all the cars that they are selling by the roadside, the police will buy all. They will not do any contract for Nissan or Toyota or contract for Peugeot. Do you remember those Peugeots? They bought blue, blue Peugeots, plenty. Have you seen one? You, can you find one today? Because we are theoretical. But on the roadside, we have so many cars, Toyota, Hyundai, this, Mazda, plenty. All police stations will have cars. Two cars, three cars with a kiosk. <laughs> but you will laugh at me. You see, but the Bible says, I wisdom, I dwell with prudence. Practical. It's like this is really what we need. But they will not do it. They will not do it. If you are in your house and armed robbers come there, who will you call? You have nobody you can call. Then we have policemen standing on the roadside causing traffic. Anytime you see a policeman, you know there is going to be traffic there because he has come. That is why you cannot have them when you need them because the police is supposed to secure the country. But he's standing somewhere. You see them in the afternoon. Go anywhere. Go every casual, anywhere. You see them sitting there. Three of them, four of them on duty. They, they, when you pass by, they will hold a stick and wave it like this. All these people should be sleeping. So that in the evening, they come to their kiosk as on duty. As whatever. Practically. Because as they are waving the stick at people, but from morning to evening, you have five policemen sitting there. We have made our policemen look as though they are not intelligent. Yeah. But when you say it, the practical thing, they will just look at you and just get away. It's true. But we don't like practical things. Every policeman are known as people who collect bribes. Even now, when they, are, when they ask you, where is your passport? You put money in, 
by their passport and you give it to them. Uh, I say passport, driving license. You put the money inside and you give it to them. All the taxi drivers, and unless you don't know any taxi drivers, you are not practical. Because if you are a practical person, you know a taxi driver in Ghana. They put the money inside, they give it to him. Then he takes it out, he gives you the driving license back, and then you go. If you like, don't put it inside, you see. All the trot trot drivers, and once your car is a commercial car, they are harassed all the time because they know that they are working for money, so they always have some money on them. So they're harassing them all the time, unless you don't know any bus driver. But me, I know bus driver, I know taxi drivers. Yeah, no trot trot driver, I know, I know them. So we say, let them every, every time they charge somebody, they get official what you got. So the more you bring, then the more you even be promoted and the more your this will go up and the more you get a percentage and the police station will be rich with money to buy petrol for the next day. It will be more than a business in that place. But you see them waving stick, waving torch. How far? They ask you, how far? Oh, master, good evening. Today, no good old. For your, for your boys, something for your boys. <laughs> we are feeling cold here. Oh. Master, we are feeling cold. Oh. Your boys are here. Oh. Master, how far? When they ask you how far, you say, I'm going straight. <laughs> but, but we don't want that. We don't want that. You see the traffic in Ghana more than you can carry. Hey! But all the people who are in charge of the country, eh, they are all highly educated people. They have lived abroad, gone abroad, have schooled abroad, PhDs, masters, MBA, what have you. They are very highly educated. They did planning at tech and so on. You will see traffic. We are wasting the country's fuel. Cars are getting spoiled, overheating. Fuel is going. But you see, our leaders, they don't dwell with practically in that traffic. You see them, it's gone. If you are in it practically, four hours from here to here, something that takes 11 minutes. It, you would stay for three hours, four hours before you cross. It's marvelous. But if you suggest, grade here. Most of the roads, if you just grade so that we drive on the sand like that, just grade all this place for us so that we drive here. In the morning, all are going this way. In the evening, all are coming this way. Something like, practically. But you give leave a policeman to wave stick. This is a, char- a characteristic of people that are not practical. It's a characteristic of somebody who lacks some kind of wisdom. Now, when you become a Christian, that same attitude of being practical is what will make you win souls. Yes, it transfers from the natural and then it comes into the spiritual. How are you going to have any members in your church? Practically. Practically. Gather yourself together and pray to God. Practically. 
This is what people don't want to do. They want to be men of God and spoil people's churches. And be a pastor and listen, you are ministering the power. People are just coming because of an aura that is in your chest. For you to gather people. But to win souls, eh, you have to be practical. You, you don't have to. You have to go down as an army on earth. You have to go to people's houses. You have to go to people's homes. That's why I say sometimes when you are old, don't try to start a church. Because the practical things that you have to do, you cannot do them again. You see that it's, you are asking too much of you. So practically, you have to play instruments, sing practically on stage, invite people, witness to them, talk to people, have a breakfast meeting. Practical. There is nothing non-practical about soul winning. It's the most practical thing you can ever do as a Christian. In fact, if you are not practical, you will not, all you do is worship concerts. You'll be singing bass guitar. Charlie, let the sound flow. Ooh, oh, ah, Lord, what, ah, what ah. So, These are not soul winning, no. This is not soul winning. Practical soul winning. Practical soul winning. Brother, you better roll up your sleeve and move out. And most pastors, we want to be big shots and executives. I'm telling you. Big shots and executives. To win souls in Ghana, you know, in many places, there is no hotel. There is no five-star hotel for a great man of God to stay there. Real souls. If it is the already existing souls in Accra, which you are gathering together for a celebration of Christianity, then we have plenty and we have Five-star hotel, Golden Tulip, Ambassador Hotel, this hotel, that hotel. We have those executives. But if it is real, not that those ones are not real, but if it's source of a certain type of so practically, you have to be practically ready either to make your own toilet and to go and stay at a type of place. Otherwise, you cannot win those souls. And because wisdom has flown out of most of us, our lives as men of God and as born again Christians, all these concepts have flown away, far away. Yeah. Practical. If it, one day I went witnessing, and I was in second year or Takrade, I was going witness, and I was with the pastor. I said, How can I myself be going, walking on the street? I went into a prison's quarters and I was going from room to room. And they said, A bishop like me coming on the street and you ask yourself so it's like almost like it's odd for us to actually practically witness to people that is why the bible said the person who wins souls is a is a is a type of person oh yeah is a type of person who wins souls it's only a particular type of person that's why i say that reinhard bonke is a practical person and lonely not get many doing what he's doing of his order he raises millions of dollars every year millions and when I, when I say millions like over 20 million dollars for his ministry that's the money that he uses for what he's doing but you'll not get a practical person you see him far inside where the souls are deep far 
That's where he will go. I wisdom, I dwell with prudence. Amen. Then, it says, the fear of the Lord, the next verse, is the what? Is what? It is to hate evil. Amen. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So as soon as you begin to be wise, you see, you hate evil. And then you hate pride. That's why you'll be a soul winner. Because you hate sin and the evil. Children have been taken up as prostitutes. People are being cheated. People's lives are being destroyed. People are becoming drunkards. If you are not like that, the fear of the Lord is not in you. And the wisdom of God is... You will not hate evil. When you see evil, you say, ah, they are foolish people. But when you have been touched by God with his wisdom, you hate evil. And then it's the next one. It says, you hate pride. To hate evil and pride. Okay? Now, pride is the word you know pride. But the next word is a word you are, you'll be surprised at. It says, an arrogancy. That word arrogancy, it speaks of maj- majesty. Swelling. Stately. Pompous. Pomp. It's, it's a as soon as you are wise, you dislike all those kind of things. Pomp, swelling, majesty, stately. So you see, somebody will come and see a pastor and say, why are you dressed like this? Why are you dressed like this? But we rather want that. You see, that pomp and stateliness cannot be found in a village talking to people who need Christ. That swelling cannot be... T- found preaching where you need to interpret. That swelling and majesty can never let you become a missionary to a certain type of town. That majesty, majesty. Go check the word. There are two words. The pride and the next one is arrogancy. Swelling and majesty. And pomp. Stately. That's what it means. So when you are so stately... You are so stately that you, you don't fit into the places where there are sinners. That's why he that winneth souls is wise. You have to be a certain way before you win souls. And that way is gone from most of us. And the evil way and the forward mouth. The word forward is an old word, but it has a very powerful meaning. We rarely have any word that means the same thing. It means somebody who is habitually in opposition to things. It's like, you know, there are people, they always oppose things. You, you say something, they are always the opposition. It's a forward mouth. To be forward means to be continually or habitually disposed to opposing. You come up with an idea, they are opposed to it. When you are negative in your everything, they say, let's do this, let's do that. You will find a reason why that thing cannot be done. I tell you, you don't have to take any few seconds. You will see why it cannot happen. Just in a few minutes, you say, no, it's not possible. This cannot be, this cannot be, this cannot be. Every day, you always find why it cannot be done. Instead of every day finding why it can be done. Why it cannot be done? 
why should a pastor, when we had a crusade in Dawadawa number two, some years ago, the pastor started crying when we said we were coming, we were going to come to his town. The pastor from there, he's a grown-up. He started crying. Why? He does not expect swelling majesty to come to such a place. A swelling majesty, swelling majesties like us pastors. Five of you stand to your feet, please. We, we do not expect swelling majesties. <laughs> we do not expect swelling majesties to be found in such a place that was that one number two. It's true. Why should we be congratulated for going to such a place? Is it not where we belong? Is it not what we are supposed to be doing? But the swelling majesty which has come to replace the fear of the Lord, the arrogancy, and the pride, which is, which is the opposite of God's wisdom. Is that swelling majesty that has possessed most of the leaders of our country? Yes. That is why they don't know what is happening practically. They don't know there's no water in Accra. They don't know that the city is not a safe place. They don't know about the light going off. They don't know about the school. They don't know about the traffic or they don't sit in it. They are swelling and majestic. Way above balloons. Way above what is really on the ground. That is why we can make such a ridiculous announcement that Ghana's economy is the fastest growing economy in the world. (laughs) Oh, it's true. Ghana's the fastest growing economy in the whole wide world. 20.5%. The fastest growing economy in the world. The whole wide world. Yeah. From America to Japan to everywhere. Majesties, you may be seated. (laughs) Hey! Fastest growing economy. It's like a person who hides behind figures and imaginary calculations to inform us of the opposite of what is happening. One of the worst economic situations ever. Rather, you say the fastest growing. You sit behind calculations. When I went to medical school, we had a lecturer, chemistry lecturer. He told us that you cannot be armchair chemists. So we didn't understand what he said. He said, you can't sit down on your chair and be doing calculations. You have to mix the chemicals. Get to the job. Roll up your sleeve and mix the chemicals. Don't be an armchair chemist. A certain consultant from the UN, he went, I think it was to Gabon. And there, there was a a, a minister of whatever, who had even been a prime minister, he had been in the government for years. And he said there was a major development they were going to do and get involved with. And the guy, it was to do with a particular area. So he said, oh, they want to pay a working visit to the place. So when they drove there, the guy said, oh, this is the first time I've, I've come here. He has been the Minister of Development for eight years. I read it in a book. And he had been a Prime Minister before, for another eight years or so. It's in one of my my new books that is coming out. You see all these people. And he has never, and then they said they want to, then they said they were going to do something with the harbor. This Minister for Development and Economic something. And he said, oh, let's go to the harbor. When he went, I've also never been here before. Yeah. They have 
never been. He said, they are so detached and so, so swollen. And these people will go abroad to France, Paris, holiday. With, they'll take 85 rooms. One person is got 85 rooms on holiday with his uh, assistants and so on. It's a practical, real place in Uganda. Uh, go to Bagwe. Come to Malam Junction. Come to the, the roadside, Achimota. All the come and see practically. And open up the road here. Break some of the places you've made and open it up so that the cars will just go quickly. Oh, Emo boy. Emo boy. Emo boy. Sometimes when I'm driving in my car, not, I'll just shout, Emo hey, boy. <laughs> I'll drive, uh, then I'll just shout, Emo hey, boy. Emo hey, boy. Yeah, nobody can hear that. I mean, the other day I was just sitting in the traffic and I just, uh, the, everybody in the car was quiet. Then suddenly I shouted, Hey, I'm up. <laughs> everybody started laughing. Then, oh, well, we go out and I shout, Hey, I'm up. Because I just look, I said, Oh, hey, I'm up. Fastest growing economy in the world. But I'm, I'm just saying that, you see, that swollenness, that majesty, you get it. It must go away from us if we are going to be soul winners. I'm telling you. It must go away from us if we are going to be real soon. Yeah. Yeah. This one I've made prophets into liars. Because you see, it's very powerful if you come to me and I can see something in, in your life. And I say, stand here. I see what. You know? It's far more powerful sounding if I can tell you that there is something in your background which is fighting you. There is a fat woman sitting on the top of, on the top of a hill. Have you stayed on the top of a hill before? There is a fat woman there. Have you stayed at the top of a hill before? Yes. There is a fat woman sitting there. Naked. She's naked. She's sitting there. The land she's sitting on is a land that God has given to you. But because she's there, you can never possess it. Do you know who that woman is? See me after church, I will tell you. It's far more powerful to do that than to go to somebody and say, Do you believe in Christ? Do you know Jesus died for you on the cross? Will you receive him as yourself? It looks like you are weak. But you watch and see. All these so-called People who are doing all these things, you'll find they will all fizzle away and soul winners will be left there still. Yeah. Because, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that he gives us manifestations of the Spirit. As the Spirit wills, not as the man wills. I can't turn on my gifts. I can't just look at you and start having prophecies about you. Because the Bible says he gives this manifestation as the spirit wills. So if the spirit wills, you can have a vision. But where you can now turn it around, it's like I can turn it on at any time. I can start to see things about you any moment. I just start to see. Come and sit down. I'll see you. I see I see, I've seen you. I've seen you. See me on Thursday. It's, it's about your destiny. You are, you are going to get married soon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
there's I've seen something about the guy. Yeah, I've seen something about the guy. There are things you don't know. Yeah, there are there are things that we see and we sense. Yeah. There are beings, disembodied spirits. <laughs> yeah. You see, you think I'm joking, but you see, it's powerful. Yeah, and you see, it's much nicer than coming to say, listen, Romans 3.23 says, all I have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? You have to receive Jesus as your Savior. If you receive Jesus as your Savior, your life will be changed. It's less sounding powerful than, sister, I see in the cloud, there is a naked man up there. <laughs> that man is preventing all other men from coming to you. But tonight, that man is coming down in the name of Jesus. I've, I've ordered him to descend. As soon as he touches base, I will inform you. Yeah. So, one day I went to a church. The pastor was a prophet. After the church, all the members were coming to see the pastor. Pastor, they wanted him to prophesy. I sense in my spirit that the pastor or the prophet was being forced to tell lies. And was being forced to always give a prophecy when there was no prophecy. Because he has seen wild visions about the people that were true. You see, and if somebody has a wild vision about you which is true, you'll be afraid of the person. But you see, the person has to tell you, which is what true prophets must say, that it's not always. Sometimes I'm just speaking as a normal person sharing the word of God. If I get a, and if, I will tell you. But if it's not, I will, I will tell you what I'm just sharing with you as a brother. But you see, it lowers, it demotes us. It's not powerful. Yeah. Is that powerful? Well, we don't want to say such a thing. We want to always say, yeah, I sense there is a small, a short man standing by your chair. When you came in, I saw him. He was following you. That thing has been following you. Do you remember 87? Something happened. Yes. It was that guy. He entered a taxi. You went somewhere. When you were getting, you boarded a car. A certain woman came in. Then she came out and there was that small one was left there. Yeah. Since that day, that thing has been following you. It sounds more powerful than saying, as many as believe in him. To them, he gave power to become the sons of God. So tonight, if you want to receive Jesus Christ, brother, close your eyes and let us pray. It sounds like childishness in the midst of these worship concerts, prophetic whatnots, these kind of meetings, power conventions, and so on. It sounds, it looked like child's play. Keep watching, brother. Keep watching. Keep watching. You see, all these things that are not whatever, they will blow away. The Bible says, a wise man built his house on a rock. The rain came down. The floods came up. But the wise man's house stood firm. A foolish man built his house on the sand. It looked powerful. I'm sure by the time they were doing they were painting the house. They were looking at this man who was still going, bang, bang. They were digging the foundation. Bang, psh, no. 
And this man was painting the house. Painting the house. He was, he had put, he was not buying furniture. He went and bought furniture and town carpet. And this guy was digging outside. Walla, do walla, sir. Walla, do walla, sir. He was struggling. Taking, taking. Housewarming. Oh, look at the foolish man by the side. He doesn't know. He doesn't have, but whatever. Look at power. Do you see how it is? People came for the party. Housewarming party. Eventually, the wise man also finished building his house. He looked like a fool. Because it had taken him so long to build his house on that rock. But one day, a bad wind blew. And when the bad wind blew on the foolish man's house, he was in the house, he Then suddenly he felt something. The roof was gone. Come and see the water. One of my pastors, he was staying in his house one day. A ra- a, this type of storm came. And not knowing that the man who built the house was the foolish man. <laughs> so, he was in the room. He and his wife. Suddenly, when they looked upstairs, it was the sky. <laughs> yeah. And now the rain was coming straight. It happened. What saved them was that they had one room that had been roofed with concrete. So they ran into that room and the house became a swimming pool. Yeah. So the foolish man was in the south. Roof was off. Hey! Electricity. When they turned the water, electrocution. Then they ran out. Then they came. They had to go to the neighbors. They went to the neighbor's house. The wise man. Please, we beg. We are dying. And the, 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 wise, the wise man was fast asleep. Because he couldn't even hear the rain. He was just, he was watching CNN. And he had fallen asleep. <laughs> his wife was lying by his side. His children were asleep in their room. I mean, he was, he was watching CNN and he had fallen asleep. And the cats were shouting, ah, he couldn't hear. Then he said, the dog started back. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ah, ah, we are dying, we are dying. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wise man was just sleeping. His wife was cool, relaxing, whatever. But remember how they laugh at him. He who laughs last, laughs best. Make sure you make sure you don't follow things that are impressive. As long as you follow things that are impressive, you will never fulfill your calling. So winning does not look impressive today. It looks like weakness. Crusade looks like stupidity. It looks more powerful to be on television giving theories and principles than to be standing at the street side at the corner and clap your hands and win souls. I tell you, if you are not practical, you can never be a soul winner. You can never be with your swelling, with your bigness, with your majesty, with your stateliness, your pomposity. You can never be a soul winner. That's why pastors sometimes, we have to dress down. We have to dress down. 
So you come down. Sometimes your dressing even deceives you. Well, when you see yourself, you look so stately, majestic. People have always laughed at me in the ministry. They laugh and say, I don't have power. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm this. I'm an administrator. I'm just a teacher. I have Greek and Hebrew words. Alos. Anakazu. Eh? What? Anadea. Zogrio. Santribo. Bima. Biazo. Huh? Keep laughing. One day you will be in your house. The house will come down. You will be coming to bed. So they pressed the wise man. The, the, because they were shaking. But that's not how to call the wise man. He has made a bell. He has a bell. They thought that the bell would not work, but the generator was on. In the wise man's house. When they pressed, then the security man came. He said, please, who are you? We are next door. Open us. The security guard said, you know something? These days, a lot of people are roaming around in town. They say they are neighbors. I'm sorry. Go to the nearest police station and find your way there. When you are not practical, you can never, you can never do well financially as a nation, as an individual. You will never get a husband. You are not practical. Yeah. You will never get a husband. You'll be there. Every day you say, his his nose is this. His mouth is this. He's not like this. He's this, this, that. You are a fool, but you don't know that you are a fool. Stupid girl. You'll never get anybody to marry you. You two, what are you? And who are you? What are you like? What are you and what are you like? What do you have to offer? What a poor wife you are anyway. You continue making fun of brothers. If you are not practical, you will be there. Your wedding time will come and pass. You will still be there. Practical people. One day I saw a certain sister. She got married to a certain brother. People were laughing at her. But I told somebody, I said, that girl, eh, she has surprised me. She has really surprised me. Because she has shown me that she's wise. And I tell very practical. I said, the only thing that I, I saw about this girl, that she's a very practical and wise girl. If you are not practical, you, you would never advance. If we were not practical, we would not have had Ufer Cinema. Which became our cathedral. To which Yongicho came to dedicate. Even this Kodeshi has not come. It was Kolegono that he came to. Yeah. And when I went there, I took some people there. They looked and said, hmm, what place is this? I said, it's, it's a place. And this is where we are coming. 
you are not practical. You, you nothing in your life is practical. Somebody was abroad. He said, why is it that white people don't come to your church? Why is that white people don't come to I said, you know what? I will not answer that question. But all I want you to do is, you start a church and let white people come. Because a black man is asking me, why white people don't? So he started a church. I made him go and start a church. After he started a church, I waited. Every month I wanted to ask, but I was controlling myself. So I controlled myself. After about two years, three years, I said, brother, how many white people are in your church? Do you know um, cosine and sine? What is cos 90? Zero. That's the answer. Cos 90. Zero. Because when you sit down with your theories, why are white people not coming to your church? You have never started a church before. Practically. You say you are going to start a church. I'm going to start my church at East Legon because I want a lot of elitism people to come to my church. (laughs) Elitism people. (laughs) I want uh, these uh, ambassadors and others to come to my church. I'm going to start a church at East Legon. Amen. Amen. So, I want us to be practical. Practical, you will will be a real, real soul winner. Yeah. You have to stand on a bus. Today, buses, instead of preaching, eh? what do they do? They sell medicine. And instead of preaching, they sell medicine. And then those who are even preaching, what somebody told me something, I forgot what he told me, what they are doing. What are they doing now? Yeah, they don't preach the gospel anymore. They are sell, they were, they've always sold things, but they're doing something, the church people are doing something else. They ask for offering. They share pamphlets and ask for money. Yeah, and prophesy. Prophesy, yeah, pray for them for money, for this, for that, for that, and they collect offering in the mass. But we used to preach the gospel in the masses. Okay. But it's like it's weakness. But I'm preaching to you and I'm telling you that it rather shows that you are, you are practical. That you, you have eye wisdom. I do what? I dwell with prudence. We are all in the same house. Verse 17. I love them that love me. Amen. And those that seek me early shall find me. Amen. I love them that love me. I love them that love me. I love them. And they that seek me early shall find me. And I'm going to end with this verse. 
Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. Now, notice. When you are wise in the natural, eh? when you are wise in the natural, it will result in riches. You'll be rich. I didn't write the Bible. So therefore, if you are not wise, it results in what? Poverty. Amen. If you are not wise, it results in poverty. So that means that there is some wisdom that has been lacking in Ghana that have made Ghana highly indebted and poor country in the whole of Africa. There's some kind of wisdom that is absent. It's not there. It is simply not there. Because Ghana is one of the poorest countries in the world. Yeah. So there is something missing. Because riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. Everybody say, thank you for durable riches. How many want to have durable riches? When you are wise, recession and whatever cannot affect your durable riches. How many want to be rich? Uh-huh. The same thing that makes you a rich person makes you a soul winner. Yeah. And when you get to heaven, those who are going to be rich in heaven, riches and honor, when they get to heaven, there is something that they will have had, practical, wise, soul winners. They will have riches and honor in heaven. When you get to heaven, those who have durable, durable, lasting riches and righteousness forever, they will be the soul winners because he that winners souls is a wise person. So ladies and gentlemen, let us decide to join the group that will have durable riches in heaven. Now when you come to this earth, those that are wise will have riches and honor. Now, let's ask ourselves. A lot of us say, oh, I've applied the wisdom of God to this, but it's not working. I've been taught this, I've received this message and so on, but it's not working. I don't see certain riches coming into my life. And I want to show you why. The verse that we read, that we jumped over as if we, we had not seen it. It's actually the most important verse. It says, I love them that love me. You see, when you love wisdom, not when you are taught wisdom, not when you are taught wisdom, or when you have heard about wisdom, but when you love it, because there are people who read wisdom to do exams. They read wisdom to get certain revelations. They read wisdom to get certain ideas, maybe to be rich, to get this, to get that. But there's a difference between that person and someone who really loves wisdom, loves reading, loves it. And he says, I love them that love me. And another verse says, I will cause them that love me to inherit substance. And I will fill their treasures. I have found myself preaching to people who don't love wisdom. That is why 
I preach and then I stop preaching. I preach, then I stop preaching. I keep searching for somebody who loves it. I keep searching for a group who love it so that I can preach it. Because not everybody loves it. Many people are bored by it. Many people start yawning when they hear it. Many people want to go to sleep when they hear it. But there are some people who love it. Those are the people. Mark them. He says, I, I will cause them that love me. It's like a man who, who is about to die. Or a man who is, has a lot of money and houses. And he says, I will let those who love me inherit. And I will fill their treasures, all their accounts for them. Those who love me, I will, I will give them all something. Yeah. So God is saying that when you start to love wisdom, he will cause you to inherit substance. But who are those who love me? He said, I love them that love me. And I will be found by them that seek me early. You see, that is why wisdom doesn't seem to work for you. Because you didn't seek it early. By the time you seek wisdom, you see that you've done this, you've done this, you've done this. You have had a child here, you've had a child here. You have gone to get some debt here. You have gone to do this. You've gone to, your life is complex. Now, you are seeking wisdom. It's a bit late. It's not that it's too late, but it will be as though the wisdom doesn't work. It's true. It will be as though the wisdom doesn't work. Then it will be as though it doesn't, it doesn't have, it says riches are with me. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. So ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, seeking God early. Early, early, early. I was 25 years old when I was the pastor of this church. 25 years, think about that. This same to you, I was, a, I was your pastor when I was 25 years, which is almost 25 years ago. Early. It's not just last week. Neither is it five, even five years ago. 25 years ago, almost. Amen. Yeah. And I love them. That like, if we were watching uh, a Nigerian film, which is showing arm robbery, juju, witchcraft, betrayal. You see people, you see them jumping. You talk about wisdom. You talk about soul winning. You should sing a song just now so that we can close. It's true. I love them that love me. I will cause them that love me to inherit substance and I will fill their treasures. Yeah. I will fill their treasures. And that is why we love America, but maybe not the wisdom that America used to get to where they are. <laughs> we, we love what they have, but we don't love the wisdom that they used to get it. That's why we can never get it. Do you know that Africa is the only place that's getting poorer? Over the last 30 years, Asia has gone up. Yeah. Every country, South America, every, only Africa for the last 30 years has continually, despite of millions that have been poured into us. Yeah. 
Where can you find pompous leaders except Africa? Do you know that the president of Switzerland drives to work on a bicycle? He goes on a bicycle to work. <laughs> One of the richest can they have so many millionaires, so many. He goes to work on a bicycle. I'm not saying our president should go to work on a bicycle, but we are talking about practical, they are different. When you see a rich, you will not even know that he's a rich man. And where can you find pompous pastors than in Africa? Where can you find pomposity in the church, charismatic? We have left the rest of Ghana and the rest of the world to every other religion as we sit here and praise ourselves in our pomposity. It's true. As we, as we sit in our majesty, we have left every... Joe, be, be dead. We are doing marriage what? How to get a partner. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not what you are doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that not what you are doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Purpose of what? Your joy. Your joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is what we are doing. Helping your joy. <laughs> Every day we are praying for people. Praying for them, praying for them, praying for them, praying for them, praying for them. To get this, to get it for their enemies to die, for their landlord to not raise the rent, for this to happen, for that breakthrough. Everybody has, if you go to every church, I'll be the head and not the tail. Everybody in the church, I'll be the head. And so where is the tail? Since all are heads, and all your enemies will disappear, and all the enemies are also there. So, brothers and sisters, I believe if anybody is if you go, I sat on, a, on an aeroplane with a manager of, I don't want to tell you the company, a big government company. But it was a white man. And he was the, uh, one of the top managers. And he said, oh, that's for Ghana. All the people who are managers and so everybody has a secretary. Everybody needs this. He said, ask for me, I don't need anybody. I just have my computer. I just do everything myself. He said, but the Ghana people, everybody's a big person. They have to do this. They have to do We don't work that way. He said, I don't. I think he was from Holland. Yeah. They're different in their attitude. When you have a president that will get into a canoe and go to sea, People don't know what it means. It means something good. Or a president who walk in the gutter. Or a president who come to the area. It's a good thing too, if you don't know. A very good thing. Because our people are in the sky. They don't know that there's no water. That's why they say we are the fastest growing economy. What do you mean by that? If you want to joke, say that you are coming to do comedy. Don't, 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 make, don't say, make jokes about whatever. If you want to make people laugh, say, find something really funny. But you see, what they are doing there, we are doing it in the church. Yes, we are doing it in the church. And I want to say to all of you young people, a lot of older Christians from the age of 35, a lot of them, they, 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 they physically start regressing and backsliding. So when you see their zeal, 
If you don't take care, you will never become a zealous soul winner. Because you look at the Christian ahead of you and you say, this is the way to go. But listen to the word of God. Listen to wisdom. I've been a soul winner since I came. And that was what attracted me to Bishop Saki. I said, let's win souls. And our mind has been winning souls all these years. And we are determined to win more souls, more crusades, more door-to-door, more breakfast meetings, more outreaches of soul winning. Yeah. And I know riches and honor will be found in that wisdom. Sometimes I look at people who are preaching about prosperity. I say, you are preaching prosperity. You are preaching prosperity. Those who are not preaching prosperity are enjoying that prosperity. And you are preaching the prosperity. Where's the prosperity? Every day struggling, every day struggling. Charlie, it's time to be a practical brother and a practical sister. Be practical. If you have been sent to start a church, practically, don't start prophesying. What do you mean? What do you mean? Win souls and lead people to Jesus Christ. And you'll be a wise. And one day you wait and see. You go to heaven. You will think that this great pastor of this church, this one, you see the soul witness. The Bible says, They that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever and ever. And you see that now you have come to durable riches. Durable. I didn't write the Bible. Durable. Durable, durable, durable riches and righteousness. Riches that will last through eternity to the end of time. Real, 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 durable riches. Riches and honor. Real gold and silver. Real, real, the real one. Real, durable, 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 durable. Durable for eternity. Eesh. And one day, you'll be surprised. Most of, many of us will not even be 70. We'll be gone like that. We're going like that. People are already going. They are going. They are going. They are going. And you have started already over there. And there is where there will be durable riches or nothing. May you be great over there. Amen. Amen. May you have eternity in your mind and your heart. I want to believe in heaven. And I want to live my life, all my life, to the end of the day. And I challenge all those who say that they are doing other things. To come back to the cross. And come back to the real gospel. And stop playing games with the church. It's time for us to go to real soul winners. Pastors, you are soul winners, first of all. You are soul winner. You must win souls. Yeah. This is what you are here for. You are here to win souls to Christ. To preach to people to know God. Yeah. That is what you are not here to prophesy their prosperity. Go ye into all the world and prophesy prosperity to all men. No. Bring people to Christ. Preach the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the real. And you watch. Kenneth Hagin said it. He said, you will all be gone and I will still be there. Yeah. You watch and see. The soul winners will be there. All these things will be gone. And we will be still be here. May God help us to walk in that wisdom. Stand to your feet.
All right. Thank you. Lift your hands to the Lord for a moment as we close. Father, thank you for your great blessing. Thank you for your great blessing. Thank you for the great blessing of your word. Everybody just speak to God in a moment. You ask yourself, what, what, what are we doing? Have we become, have we lost wisdom? Have we lost the practical application of Christ? Speak out to the Lord. Kamama shadalama kabalanda. Practical Christianity. Where is it? Practical, real Christianity. What has become of it? Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Thank you for doing it. Practical soul winning. Practical soul winning. Practical soul winning. Where did it go? Father, we call it back to the church and to our lives. We thank you for the gift that you have given to us to be soul winners. What wisdom, what wisdom, what wisdom, what wisdom have you given to us? We thank you, Lord, for the great blessing, for the wisdom of soul winning. Lift your hand and thank God right now. Lift your hand, everybody. Lift your hand, everybody. Lift your hand. Thank God for the wisdom. Ask, ask God for wisdom. The Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. Let him ask. God will give you wisdom. Let him ask. Let him ask. Ask for wisdom. To be a wise person. Practical. It is a type of person who becomes rich. Is a type of person who is a soul winner. Father, thank you for the blessing that you have poured upon us in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you for the great blessing. We refuse to allow the pure word of God to be taken out of the church. We refuse it. We refuse to allow ourselves to degenerate into some other form of Christianity. We refuse it. We dedicate ourselves to maintain a certain course, the course of evangelism and soul winning. We refuse to be deceived by the deceptions that are common today. We thank you for wisdom. Indeed, Lord, you have shown us practical things today. We give you thanks and we give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name.
Receive the anointing of a soul winner. Receive the grace of wisdom. Receive the grace of prudence. Practical. Practical. Be delivered from arrogancy and pomposity. Majesty. Stateliness. Pomp and splendor. You are free from all such artificial coverings of your life. You are stripped down to realities. You have become a real human being. Somebody saved by grace. Who has been re received the grace of God to minister life to other people. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for practical wisdom that you have given us to run our lives. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus. And everybody shouted, Amen. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, do you know that I just preached a sermon on prosperity? Huh? Do you know that? I just preached a sermon on prosperity. You see, I just taught you how to become rich. Yeah. I just finished. You thought you were coming to listen to soul winning. You heard about it. But the same thing that will make you rich on earth will make you rich in heaven. I just preached to you about how somebody asked they like people like asking those questions what are the secrets of your ministry 
So how were you able to do? So what? Uh, so uh, uh, can you share with us? Uh, <laughs> I just finished sharing with you the keys to becoming really wealthy. It's true. It's true. Somebody said, "How can you be married? How can you be married?" I just showed you. I just showed you how to overcome all your marital problems. All your beloved doses problems. I just finished. I just finished. Just now. I just finished. I just finished telling you how to roll up your sleeves and get to the job. Because there's that same kind of person who is going to make, you see, come from nothing, make yourself rich on earth. The same kind of person who can make himself rich in heaven. It's true. So may you be a rich man one day. Amen. Durable. 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 Wow. If you were more interested, I would have given you some more keys. Yeah. Yeah. I would have given you. No, no. If you are more interested, I'd have given you some more powerful keys. But I just, I just finished telling you how to be rich. It's true. You see, and you see, when I'm preaching, I can only say up to a point. I cannot say many things. I mean, it, that's just the way it is. If you read somebody's book, he can only write up to a point. Even if he writes it, this is my true life story. It's minus so many things. Those minus you have to see and you have to hear it in the spirit. May your ears be open. Jesus said, having eyes you may see, and ears you may hear. I just finished sharing with you. Amen. Are you understanding me? I'm telling you something. Because people come and say, ah, so what is a, how are you able to how are you able to do what? Everything. I just finished telling you. I, I call it so winning. But I have found that all forms of service to God make you a wiser, higher level of a kind of person. Far. It's true. So, Take it home with you. I was going to tell you about the seven pillars of wisdom. Yeah. And the maidens of wisdom. You could have added it to your things. It's true. The Bible says wisdom has built a house. Yeah. The seven pillars. Yeah. But I tell you, I know some of you have received something. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I don't want everybody to come here. I would have come to preach in the morning. But I, I, I didn't want everybody to hear this. I just wanted you to hear it. Just a few people. The fewer, the merrier. Even those outside, next time, don't even bother to come. Don't even bother to come. Just a few of us indoors. 
Because originally this service was just for a few people. That's why I refused to move to the big church. It's not a convention. It's just for some people. I just finished telling you how to get married. <laughs> Charlie said, if you are not practical, eh? you will be beautiful, but you will be there. You'll be beautiful, but you'll be what? There. I just finished telling you how to make it. Yeah. In so many areas of your life. I told you, I can't say everything. Because I shouldn't. If I say you, you yourself will say, Bishop, don't say it. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for the wisdom of durability of riches and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, some of you, God has helped you to buy a car. You have a car. But the absence of wisdom, that car is soon going to be old. And you see that your riches are not durable. (laughs) How many have seen somebody who used to be, whatever, you see that the car is from that era. GF. The number plate, GF something something. (laughs) It is riches of another era. But there's nothing for today. The riches could not endure. My father-in-law, eh, when I got to know my, I got to know my father-in-law about twenty-something years ago. He was almost seventy years old. And when I was getting married, he had a man who was almost seventy. He had the latest uh, Mercedes-Benz in Ghana almost 70 but the first time that I saw him he was driving an Opel with a carburetor problem do you know carburetor Uh as I helped to push the car and helped to put the fire out I didn't know I've met one of the wisest Ghanaians not knowing that he was a millionaire Before he died, he told me, he said, this is how I became a millionaire. He explained to me how he became a millionaire. Yeah. I didn't know I had met a very wise man. That the Opel that he was driving, he had money to buy. That time I was a student, he had money to buy every car. But only that he wasn't buying it. So I helped, me and other medical students, we helped to push the car. Not knowing that it was a rich man, he was standing there, he was looking at us. And when I was getting married, I didn't have to go for any car. The car that took us was his Mercedes, brand new. Hey! You should have seen me in the car in those days. It's thought that he was rich when he was 40. But he was rich when he was 70. I'm talking about durable. Ten years later, 
I decided to have another wedding. Because from time to time, you can celebrate. So I decided to do another wedding. I bought a dress for my wife, white, like she was a brand new bride. And she, my wife always looked like a bride. Even up to today, she looks like a bride. So I bought a, a dress for her. I bought a suit, everything, like I was getting married again. And here again, my father-in-law has now got the more latest. The, the one that he was using, he has now changed it for more latest bands of that day. Yeah! Ten years later. So that was the car that we sat in again to do about ten or it was ten or eleven years we were inside the eleventh year. After. So you see that the wealth was there. It was enduring to 60s, 70s, and 80s. I'm talking about durable riches. No riches that you see that you have to send your father toilet paper, soap, this, that, that. You see that all his money is finished. If you like, don't send. You see that he cannot eat. It's true. It says, durable riches are with me. And I love them that love me. And they that seek me early, they shall find me. Just before he died, he showed me how rich he was. He said, this, and then he, he looked at me almost in the trance. This is how I became a millionaire. And what he told me was practical things. He just told me his practical life. Really rich people. They are That's why the country is not rich. Because the people that sit on it, they are not practical. They are nowhere to be found. If you suggest this prayer, you sound like a fool. It looks so stupid to them. But a practical man, yeah, who can find? Amen. They that hate me, love death. That's what the Bible says. They that hate me, love death. Those who hate wisdom, they like death. <laughs> wow. May you be blessed with wisdom that can keep you out there. Durable. Everybody say durable. 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 What? I'm talking about something that in 1,000 years you see that you have actually had something durable for your life. Yeah. Look, one day I was looking through some papers in my one of my files, and then I saw a paper and I said, What is this? And I just turned it by. After I've turned about five or six, I said, Oh, that's my certificate. That's my certificate. So I turned back and I saw Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery. That's MBCHP, my degree. And I could have easily used it as a toilet paper. I don't need it. I don't use it for anything. I didn't even know where it what it was doing. I didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't know where it was. I was just happened to be looking at some things. Hey! 
Durable, it cannot last even just a few years. It has no value. And when you take this same paper to America, they'll say, excuse me, please, you have to go and do some examinations. We don't accept University of Ghana Medical School. What is Ghana? What is Ghana? Your standards are very low. Is it Guyana or Ghana or is it Africa? Where is it? But there is a certificate in heaven. Shamaki Balama Sandoloboka Balamala Baba. Rambele Meshimbala Bakabalandala Baba. Durable certificates. Durable riches. That endure through time and eternity. This is what you must be giving your life for. Don't be deceived by anything that is going on. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. And the same attitude that makes you a soul winner is the same attitude that makes you rich. That can make you survive and do well in this life practically. Pastors, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. Put off your pomposity, Pastor Fabian. Pastor Johnny, put off your swelling. Pastor Ogo, take off your majesty. Take off your majesty. <laughs> Pastor Ai, take off your stateliness. Pastor Duke, take off your pomp. Remove it and practically take off the balloons and just get down to the job. Go and walk in the gutters. Go and walk in the flooded areas. Go to the canoes. Jesus Christ had fishermen in his churches. How many fishermen have joined our churches? How many fishermen are in our churches? Zero. All the gun fishermen on the not even one have you ever seen as a pastor becoming a pastor. When Christ was here, these were the people that he was able to convert to become pastors and apostles and prophets. And we have not converted even one. Only university students we are able to convert. Have you seen any fisherman associated with me before? What a shame. So, brothers and sisters, it looks weak. But I'm telling you, African pomposity, even when you see our chiefs. eh? You ask yourself, what is this? A chief of what? Doing what? What is he overseeing? Ayemobo. I told you I was just driving in the car. Then I shouted what? Ayemobo. Then I would drive for some few minutes. Uh, then I would shout. The, the car is quiet. Ayemobo. As I sit in the car like that. Uh, something that should take 20 minutes. is taking 4 hours. Ayemobo. May you have the practical wisdom. Will you not be happy to have a kiosk police station? Do they not sit under trees in the open air? Do they not use their jacket and make it a kind of barrier? If I say a kiosk, make a kiosk and write on it, Ghana police station. Huh? And when you say it, with a telephone number. This number here is this. You can call. With guns. 
everything. He will not do it. So, brothers and sisters, you are going to have great wisdom in your life. From today, you will never be a pompous, swollen, uh, what? Majestic, stately, arrogant person. But you'll be a practical soul winner in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen! When you are singing, you don't have to sing a complex song. Sing simple songs. Don't mind all these singers with new songs, complicated songs. We need simple songs. Simple Christian songs with scriptures. This is what we need. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. We say, yeah, they, 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 they are what? It's nothing. All of you pastors insist on the music. Don't allow them to choose funny songs. Let, tell them the song to sing. Show them, sing like this one. If you don't like the song, go to another church. Away. What did I say? Away. Even when they are playing soccer and the people are child, they will clap. Away. 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 Even soccer, we shout away. How much more when you are bringing a useless song to the church? about Christ. Romans, Hebrews, John, preach it. And church members, when you see the pastor is standing there, coming to prophesy that there is a naked woman sitting on a tree over there, what are you going to do? Away. 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 Nonsense in the church again. Yes. When you start, no, the congregation, if somebody will invite any convention speaker and he comes with a wrong message, hey! Jesus name. Amen. I said in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. We must witness. We must witness. We must walk on the streets. We must go to the riverside. We must go to the gutter side. We must go to the Kelewele cellar and the KK cellar and the water cellar and the fish cellar and the market. We must go there. That's where we must be. Practically to where are people sitting. Where are people living? That is where we must be. I wisdom, I dwell with prudence. I dwell with prudence. 
I dwell with prudence. I'm always staying with something practical. I always have something practical around. Away with all these theoretical things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. You have made it possible for us to preach the gospel. We will continue to preach this nice message of the gospel. And we will continue to tell people about Jesus. Tell the world of the soon and coming King. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We love you, Lord. Amen. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, if you are here tonight, you are not a born-again Christian. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life, my heart to you, Lord. Help me. Help me to know God. If you are here like that, maybe you are not born again, but you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want my sins to be washed away by Jesus' blood. If you are here like that, just lift your right hand. Just your right hand above your head right now, and I'll pray with you. So that you don't go to hell one day. God bless you. Lift it up high. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. Outside, if you've lifted your hand, lift it up high. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front. I want to pray with you. Just come. Come now. Close your eyes. Say this prayer. Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sin. Tonight, I come to you just as I am. Please wash away my sins. Make me a new person. From today, I give my heart, I give my soul, and I give my life to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. From today, I will follow you. Jesus, from today, I will serve you. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, I am praying. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.